Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We only have special guests. And I know this podcast has taken forever to happen because I invited Christina probably when I started podcasting. But I think now is the time because now she has something special to share. And Christina, please introduce yourself and tell us your story. I know you as a coach, as a creative person, as a fun person, as an Italian person. But tell us a little more about yourself. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you for having me. And this is what was long due indeed. There is the beauty on the way in the wait. So just a quick introduction. My name is Cristina Bertarelli coming from Italy. Now I don't know from where I'm coming from because I'm a globetrotter and I travel. I left my country 23 years ago, more or less. I kind of move around many, many houses and probably around this noise, my creative soul was kind of silent. Now is the time to shy. <laughs> so here I am to share just one part of the story, just one part of the journey that probably is the inspiration of, of where art that I'm here for is coming from. Let's tell us a little bit. Yeah. I, I saw on Instagram and Facebook, you shared your art. How yeah, is that yeah. showing the world what you're doing? How did you get there? I would like to start with a quote that uh, I kind of created when someone told me you have to put your, your art out. It says, actually, never give up on your dreams because you never know when they show up. And, and that way, actually, this is where the story is coming from. Last summer, I went for my daughter's graduation in the UK. And instead of flying back home, which is now in, in Long Island, so in New York area, actually, we caught the, the boat, the Queen Mary 2, just a Titanic kind of thing and, and vibes. And it was kind of really with the tea ceremony and kind of old days traveling style. And then what I learned there is that the time is a value. Is a value. There was no Wi-Fi for one full week crossing the oceans, no stop on land. You are really outside in the sea and you see barely the horizon because the horizon is just the journey, right? The weather was miserable and foggy and I can understand why the Titanic had some issue and troubles while crossing the ocean. But the weather was really miserable and we couldn't see a thing. We couldn't stay outside. It was raining. And if you still feel like that, say, okay, what kind of vacation is that? Then there were interesting lectures. I went to art lectures and I always had this kind of hard soul within. Work was taking me away, family, duty, and these kind of things. And then I decided to take a watercolor class. Why not? I spent a couple of hours in the morning, a couple of hours in the afternoon. Usually in my day-to-day -day life, I don't have a couple of hours here and there, right? 
So I, I went and really, really, really shy because I never, never painted in my life. I was never encouraged to do so because it, it was not your thing. And, and then I started with just a photo that I took of my son during that one, one trip we had in Portugal, just the two of us. It was kind of nice and in a, him on a tower with a heart shape and all this kind of thing. I said, okay, let me try this, but without technique at all whatsoever. And then the teacher was started saying, what are you doing? I said, no, I'm just mixing colors because I really have no clue from where to start from. Start, listen and start. I said, oh my God, that's really even more challenging. And then I started and these things came out pretty well or decently or whatever. At the point that the teacher told me, I don't know what your life is coming when you land then in New York, but I would, I would pursue, I would continue. And I said, okay. Then I closed my notebook and whatever, but you know, I felt kind of a drive. Well, when you run and you want to do more and these kind of things, right? But then I came back and in Brooklyn, I switched on my Wi-Fi and the messages were coming and the work was calling and blah, 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 all these kind of things. And I kind of forgot. But then when I came home and I'm folding and I'm packing, I, I found my notebook there, right? And I said, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then I remember the guy telling me, you should pursue this thing. And it, at the same time, during the trip and during the summer, I was writing a book, which finally I finished. That was my mind writing my story. So not me writing the story. And then I was actually stopping. And what the, the thing that we were discussing about listening, letting the time sink, all these things that were really kind of piling up one by one. And then just as a matter of minute, I went back to the office and the same, very same afternoon, I went to the Art Student League and I signed up for a class. And I said, okay, this is bold, right? And the funny story is that the same thing and the same comment that the teachers on the boat had, the same teacher, the Art Student League, actually was sharing the same thing. Because when you go there, you introduce yourself. I never tried, so this is where I am. And I have just few colors, so I'm here to learn. And do stripes. And then things are coming. I was starting doing stripes, mixing up colors. And that was fun. When you don't have expectation, that's really the pure fun and listening what's coming up. And then little by little, he said, oh, it sounds like you have an eye. And I said, okay, from where you, I would presume that I have an eye. And the story comes. I start going every week. And then from January, we go two times per week. And it's just what I'm there for is to listen to what's in within, let it out. At the moment, I have no expectation to please any eye, but just to listen. And then, so it's kind of easier. Someone told me, you should put more people there. And at this very moment, I'm really interested in what's coming out. I picked up the less structured class just for this specific reason, to let really the flow coming out, et cetera, et cetera. And then somehow I lear I'm learning by doing. And then that's the fun of the thing. Where I am at now, I'm trying to connect the dots. You know me as a coach, and then it's a part of a journey. And then some kind of a life that I didn't really chose and embrace myself, picking up all the the surroundings, whether emotional or physical or, or location or these kind of things, the work, embracing new adventures, being really there, being present. And this is what the arts, my art is is about giving some meaning to the things that are coming out, some destruction. I, I have really had also issue on being focused. So I am hyper-structured because of that. All these things are kind of connected now in this weird window of colors and 
emotions and texture. The texture also tells you something is becoming more bold and, and this kind of thing. All I can say is amazing. And it was about time. When I'm listening to you, so it's about that listening component. It's taking the time to listen. We have a hundred million things around us and a hundred million excuses. And we can procrastinate everybody. I think people who think we are coaches, we all have everything organized. No, mm. there's always chaos around us. But then the art is about coming within and see what's happening. That's true. I think that the, the starting point, if I may add to that, is the awareness. Time allow you is a luxury and we know how really is a scarce resource right now. But time allow you really out of this chaos to bring things out. And within my coaching, I'm not a fast person, but I had created a model that is called ASSAP. It sounds like as, as up as soon as possible, but that gives really the value of the time. And the acronym is awareness. And the awareness is the, the A stands for awareness, which is the first step. So mm -hmm. when you realize, when you allow yourself to sit down, step back and see what's going on. And then really this is what gives you the push beyond the structure. You can be a hyperstructure for whatever, something else that is not you moving that machine. And then indeed, I also include very, very important, the supporting system. One of the S is a supporting system. So how is important to have people that believe in you, that you trust, that you trust sharing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like a supporting system around you that say, yeah, you can do it. Go ahead. You have an eye, keep doing and et cetera, et cetera. So how is important like that? And then the structure that I think that you mentioned as a coach, but you know, self-discipline is very important because what is my motivation after eight, 10 hours of working to close the computer, go down and take the brushes instead of staying doing nothing or I, I have nothing against watching TV because, but I'm a little bit hyper so it's not my favorite thing or doing really nothing or mm, I don't know browsing something that my absent-mindedly or something like that you really need a structure self-motivation and say okay I hear that I'm aware of that I have people that that really kind of support me but where is my self-discipline how can I structure my work so that that's very very important And then there is uh, accountability, of course, in, in these things, although it seems a really bit, bit uh, counterintuitive talking about art and all this kind of structure. But uh, I think that it's important because like that you can keep, you know, doing and, and feeling and nourishing your creative art and then practice. Because as I was saying, I had no technical or educational or training, whatever, what's that, that it, maybe people goes to art school, et cetera. But then I felt that I need to do it. If I practice and I go to school and I go again, and then it's like you continue feeding your soul and nourishing of nutrients and all these kind of things. That model that I create in, in a circular way, actually I created for the coaching thing, that was a great application of what I'm doing now. You actually said a little bit in a negative way, like practice or accountability. But even in arts, if you don't show up, nothing gets done. People think like we can become Picasso. Yeah, we can draw something. But I think Picasso was a very hardworking man. Hemingway, he went, oh, yeah. get up every single day at the same time, was working, working, working. Nothing gets done overnight. 
if you want to create something, it's about showing up. Woody Allen says 80% of success is showing up. So it's that yeah. accountability piece, even though it sounds very businessy, you have to show up. You can change the name, but there's no magic wand. If you don't do, you don't do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. So now you have produced art. You had an exhibit. So how yeah. did that feel to share it with the world? Oh, wow. That actually, so when it happens, is like really being present. Because I'm in a class, but and I'm probably the newest, but I was reading the newsletter. I'm interested in these things right now. And it was, okay, if you sign up for December, you have the chance to be extracted. So basically it was a lottery. It was neither with all among other students. If I remember correctly, I'm not very good with numbers. It was 500 pieces that had the chance to show up. So it was kind of not a small exhibit. Is it the exhibit of the school that is done every end of the year? And I said, okay, I think I had done. But by that time, I think I had done four pieces, something like that, not very big. And there was one I was the, you know, kind of the most attached to because it was peaceful, but it was also with the turbulence of the traveling, the waves and et cetera. I think that is the one that I have in my, my social media thing. And I was very attached. I, I think it took me good seven days to decide that I wanted to give up on that. And I had others that I less attached to, but I said, if I don't share, I produce and I don't share, what's the point, right? So it was very hard and it was a process to get separated from that. Then I spoke with one of my friends who actually created an amazing blurb that actually I'm very, very, very happy. And, and I owe her all my recognizance for that because she actually saw in that painting, the journey that she actually witnessed with me because she was living with me in, in Switzerland when I was living in Switzerland, it became even more important for me to go that. And so after all, I went there, went with my friends. It was a nice and funny evening. We also had planned to go outside because it was my prima thing and it was very important. And then suddenly when I was at the exhibit, I received a call from the school and I was there and they told me your piece was sold. And oh. I burst, yeah, and I burst into tears. I'm still very getting emotional. So getting back to your question, it was really so emotional that I, I really cried because for me, it was kind of an inconceivable. And my point was actually, I was asking my husband, please buy you back because I wanted to have it at home. I said, no, that's not fair. Is there? You need to. Then I said, okay, I need to let go. And the school told me you have to bring another one to replace the hole in the wall. That was really something very, very important. There's not one emotion. It was a kind of a mix up, a cocktails of emotion of being happy and being, being there, being show up, as you were saying. But on the other hand, how is important and, and how you get attached really to a piece of paper after all is a piece of paper with a mixing color. That was some of the colors was the colors that my kids were using at middle school because they didn't want to waste. So I had some temporary years I was using that. Then I know after all who was uh, the purchaser, but nevertheless, it was kind of really a, 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 a big emotion for me on, on getting there. And, and again, I repeated when I replaced the piece and I went with my family, my kids really wanted to go there. So we made a trip to see. And I don't know, when you asked me to be here and I said, okay, this is becoming really something that I'm happy to share. I've been all the time very shy on my things. Being, I remember you gave me a book of Ibarra, not to get to the perfection. And that, that's something that I know that is imperfect still, very, very imperfect. 
But I'm happy to share. And at this moment, this is the drive I'm here for. What's next? Next is I move into paper to canvas, which sounds really the bigger thing. I completed one that it was coming out completely unexpected from what I was planning. My plan was to have a tree, especially given the situation right now. I think that thinking, giving hope and the growth and having a tree, the nature in front of um, a city background with all skyscrapers, etc., was actually my drive. But actually, I painted the background first and it came out with a big white cloud and then for me was the hope uh, behind whatever. It was kind of a really little bit black and white. And then somehow I put some dots of colors. There was a reflection in the water that was kind of pink. And then some blue, uh, blue lights, like incandescent light. And then I decided to call this Destruction Punto e Basta, number one. The next one is going to be kind of the same. You really have to have, you, your eye can be distracted by just one little dot in the yeah. middle of the, the biggest scene of an overwhelming city or whatever it is. So the new one that I'm preparing right now is actually an in a courtyard, in an in, indoor courtyard, where actually the nature is trying to come out from a little drift where you see actually uh, see-through. And then I, I have big windows of you know, kind of uh, hopperish uh, household and then having, I'm thinking a, a disturbing color in between that is your distraction that from your routine and these kind of things. This is what's coming next. Then I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. Let's finish on that high note, but congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And I don't know. I think that's how we finish and we'll see what's coming. Thank you so exactly. much. Thank you very much, Susan, for having me. What a lovely conversation, finally. And she's an artist. So happy. So happy. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday. Chime in to learn and meet interesting people. But also download the book. Take it from the Iron Woman. Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallel. Or get it in your local bookstore. Shop local. Shop female-owned businesses. Thank you for your support. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.